0: Tasha Hood and her sister were not ready to return home. They had tasted a little bit of adventure. The time spent hanging from the nail in the ogres' and witch's house had awakened something of an appetite in the younger princess. She had seen so much, but had experienced none of it. And she was keen to try out some of the tricks that she had learned there. And so the two young ladies travelled the world, from the Himalayas, to the Andes, to the outback, to the deep forests of the Pacific Islands. They went wherever they chose to in the world, having experiences, gaining wisdom, understanding more of the world and of themselves. Finally, they had been everywhere except the land in the far north. And so they turned their sk- their sails in that direction, determined to visit there before they returned to see their mother and father. Now the two girls were quite famous by this time. And even though in those days news travelled so much more slowly than it does now, everyone knew of them. And so it came to be known in that land that the two women were coming The land was ruled by a king, a very sweet and capable man, who was in mourning for the loss of his dear wife. He had a son who was beautiful, handsome young man, but not the quickest witted. The king and his son went down to to the bay, to the quay, to welcome the two girls and their boat ashore. Tatehut of course came out first, springing down from the boat on her goat before anything was brought to help facilitate the easy removal of goods and persons. She bounded up to the king and greeted him and then looked long and hard at his son. The king was halfway through a formal introduction and greeting when he saw The younger sister stepped off the boat and his words quite left him for he fell immediately and deeply in love with her. Tarahud saw this and marked it, but she herself was gazing too long and too hard at his son for it to really matter to her at the time. The princesses were taken up in given hospitality at the castle and they spent many a day enjoying the luxurious and very determined attention of the king. Now, the king took Tatterhood aside and said to her in all earnestness, "Um, Tatterhood, uh, my dear, um, I have long mourned my dear queen. And I have long thought that I would never, ever, ever meet anyone who could replace her, or who could take her, st- her place as my queen. But I must tell you that I have fallen deeply in love with your sister. And I must tell you that I would like to wed her. And so I am asking you for your sister's hand in marriage. Oh, said Tatterhood, who was quite pleased because she'd also noticed her sister had more than a passing liking for the king. Oh, said Tatterhood again. Tatterhood never missed an opportunity. Oh, oh, I see, oh, oh, well... "'Dear king, that is really up to my sister. "'But I shall tell you this, "'that in our land it is customary "'for the oldest daughter to marry first. "'And so while I may give my blessing, "'of course it is up to my sister "'whether she chooses you or not, "'I must make it known to you "'that really I must be married first. "'Oh,' said the king, Oh, well that is um that is good news. That is good news. Um and um I'm sure we could get you married first. I'm sure that we could find a, a swineherd or um a shepherd or um a a woodcutter or um or somebody somebody who would be keen to marry you um Tatterhood. Ah, said Tatterhood. Well, you see, I already have my eye on someone. And he is not a swineherd, nor a woodcutter, nor a hunter even. tattyhood was slightly indignant. "Oh," said the king. "Well, um, I have very many fine counselors and uh, men of the court who I'm sure would um would if I asked them to nicely would uh, marry you." "Oh," said Tatterhood, who was growing increasingly impatient with this king. Actually, I have made a choice who I want to marry. And um, you know him quite well, for I will only marry your son. Oh, said the king. Oh, well, I, um, I, um, I, um, uh, I... Uh, my son, um, um, well, uh, I, sh- I shall ask him. I shall ask him. Good. You do that. And I shall go talk with my sister. And with that, the two separated. Ah, the king did not know what to do. How was he going to ask his son, his only son, to marry this this woman who rode a goat, wove, wore a wood, wore a cowl around her head and carried a wooden spoon that she waved at every opportunity. But then he thought of the princess. And he thought that maybe his life depended on her marrying him. And therefore his son needed to marry Tatterhood. The king chose his moment carefully and he took his son out for a walk in his favourite wood. As they were walking, the king started. My dear son, you know how much I loved your mother and you know how many years it has been since her passing and how many days... I have thought about her. Yes, said his son. Yes, that's right. And you know, my dear son, that I would never be able to replace your mother. That your mother will always be so dear in my heart. And you, my son, are the dearest thing to me. Yes, said his son. Well, son, I have fallen in love with another woman, and I would like to take her to be my wife, if she consents. And I want to ask you for your blessing. Yes, said the son. Yes. Father? I know how much you love my mother. And father, I wish for you to be happy. And I am happy for you to take any bride that you choose. Thank you, son, said the king. There is a slight complication with my plan to take this woman as my wife. And... um. And I have to ask you a rather large favor, yes, said the son. What is it, my father well the um the woman that I love has um has a sister and um and um she would like to marry you, oh, said the son who 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 is it? Who is the sister? Well, my dear son, you know that I've never really asked you for anything in your life before. I've given you everything that I could possibly give you, and I've showered so much love and care and attention on you, and, and you really are the apple of my eye and and my joy and my pinnacle, and, and you know that I love you very much, and I wouldn't ask you to do anything that, that I didn't think would be bad for you. Who is the sister, Papa? The sister is, um, um, she's a princess, and she comes from a very good family, and she, um, and she's very wise, and and by all accounts, she's very intelligent, and, um, who is a sister, Papa? Uh, okay, it's, um, it's, t- it's Tatterhood, it's Tatterhood, you know, Tatterhood. Oh. I... See. He said the son. You know, papa, you have always done me well. I will marry Tatterhood. The king just about leapt for joy. He ran back to the castle and went straight to see Tatterhood. Oh, yes, yes, okay, we can, we can um yes, my son is very he's absolutely delighted to um marry you, so we shall um we shall begin the ceremonies as soon as I have um ordered the feast and the and the flowers and um everything is a go okay okay i'm um um i'm 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 very happy to go off and talk to your sister now thank you, and with that he r- he ran off to the younger sister now the younger sister was very happy with the situation. She was so happy that Tatterhood had found somebody. She was so happy that Tatterhood was going to be married to the person that she had found. And she was very happy to be married to the king. She was quite in love with him herself. And so it didn't take more than three days to organize a feast and the festivities, to decorate the whole kingdom, to put so many flowers on the road to the church that it was impossible to walk through or were knee high for the king and the princess and Tarahood and the prince were going to be riding there on their horses and the king demanded that the flowers come up to the knees of the horses and so everything was beautiful everything was perfect everything was glorious and to even add more to the wonder of it all who had turned up just the day before than the little midwife and being very excitable and very proud of the two girls that she had birthed or she had helped to birth really but she counted them as her own she had gone to meet with the priest and had fallen immediately heading head over heels in love with him and the priest had fallen head over heels in love with her and so they were going to be married too so it was not one but two but three marriages that were going to take place that day they couldn't find a horse small enough for the little midwife and so she was riding a very little foal of a Shetland pony and the priest walked along beside her. So they two went first, and then the king and the princess, and then at the back Tatterhood and the prince. The way to the church was quite long because it was quite hard going through all the flowers, especially for the priest who was walking and the little tiny midwife. And so it was quite a while getting there. Tatterhood turned and looked up at her prince. He was riding on a big horse and she was riding her goat. So it was quite a distance between them. And she said to him, do you know what the problem with men is? Oh, said the prince. He didn't know the answer. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What is the problem with men? Well, said Tara Hood, the problem with men is that they never ask any questions. "'Oh,' said the prince. Tarahood looked at him hard. "'I am going to help you. "'I am going to give you a question, "'and you have to ask me the question.' "'Okay,' said the very handsome but slightly dim-witted prince. "'Okay,' said Tarahood. "'Why don't you ask me why I always ride this goat?' Oh, said the prince. Well, ask me. Oh, yes, yeah, okay. Uh, why, Tatterhood, do you always ride that goat? Ah, said Tatterhood, thank you for asking me that question. What goat? For those with the eyes to see, this is not a goat. It is a magnificent steed. The prince turned and looked. He looked down but Tata wasn't below him, she was right up beside him. And she wasn't riding a goat, she was riding the most beautiful brown mare he had ever seen. Beautiful in flank, long tail, long mane braided with sweet flowers and dark flashing eyes just a little bit dangerous. The horse that he was riding noticed too and pushed closer to her. Good, said Tatterhood. I'm going to give you another question. Okay, said the prince. Ask me why I always carry this wooden spoon. Tatterhood, why do you always carry the wooden spoon? What wooden spoon, said Tatterhood. For those with the eyes to see, I don't have a wooden spoon. I have a wand." The prince turned and looked, and sure enough the wooden spoon was gone. And there, in its place, was the finest wand he had ever seen. It was cut of many different woods and carefully wound together with crystals, with lace with twine. Every time he looked at it, it seemed to change into something different. But it certainly wasn't a wooden spoon. (laughs) Okay, Prince, said said Tatterhood. I'm going to give you another question. Okay, said the Prince, who by now was more than a little curious. Ask me. Why I always wear this tattered cowl. Okay, said the prince. Tatterhood, why do you always wear the tattered cowl? What tattered cowl, said Tatterhood. For those with the eyes to see, you'll see that I'm not wearing a tattered cowl. I'm wearing a crown. The prince turned and looked at Tatterhood. Tatterhood. What a transformation. Gone was a tattered cowl, the dreadlocks. And in its place was a woman as fine as he had ever seen. Long hair cascading down her back. A glint in her eyes that was at once exhilarating and terrifying. A smile so welcoming and joyous, that he almost fell from his horrors. Tatahud laughed. Ah, Prince, she said, you do have the eyes to see. The celebration of the three weddings was so joyous that it lasted a year and a day. And they're still cleaning up from it. The king and the princess, the midwife and her priest, and Tarahut and her prince lived together in perfect harmony for the rest of their lives.